this is so fucking dumb. I'm so over this conversation. <laughs> your your joke sucks, and no one thinks it's funny. Like, how dare you? And welcome back to Give It To Me Straight. I was just going to let you fly solo oh, there. How are you, my love? You know, <laughs> great. Oh, but I, oh, boy. But I feel uh, like we need to do a better job of pre-planning when this episode... Because usually we record like two to three days before the episode actually goes live. We didn't even think that our episode last week would come out during Thanksgiving week. So like, we didn't even th say what we were thankful for. Well, we could talk about what we're thankful for now. What are you as thankful for? As long as we're, you know, talking about it. What are you thankful for? Me. Mine actually had nothing to do with me. me. <laughs> <laughs> I am thankful for you. I'm thankful for us being able to be in our house. And, <laughs> like, you know, and just tell us all be this time. on this my is own every, couch. I don't, every... I just, I feel my mental stability is better. I'm in my own house. And it's relaxing. It's nice. That's your high every week that we're here, that we're back it's here. It's going to constantly be my high. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be my high all the time for now. I don't know, because it's still new to me. Casper doesn't get enough credit. You know, we get to sleep in our own bed and my back feels better. Just like, oh, it's just nice. I feel like some people don't like a Casper bed. This isn't sponsored, but <laughs> clearly me talking shit oh, about I'm sure Casper. people don't like. I mean, everyone's very fickle about their beds. Fickle. Fickle. So you're thankful for being home? Yes. Okay. Sleeping in my own bed, you know, showering in my own shower. It's nice. <laughs> Just being able to shower. The roof over our head. Yes. I'm thankful for all those things. Yeah. And the support of our family. Okay. What are you thankful for? <laughs> I was like, are you going to ask me? Or <laughs> I think just overall health and the support that we've had this year. Like, it's been such a crazy year. And I know we've said that about 100,000 million times. But, like, I'm just thankful that we've been healthy enough to work. Like, if you don't have health, you don't have anything. You know, after watching Grey's Anatomy, I really, I can oh speak to God. that. <laughs> yeah, so. You're committed to that show. It's, uh, my sister really convinced me. She was like, Alex, you got to start Grey's Anatomy. Because, I don't know how many years it's been out, a hundred. And she's like, she started it and was really a big fan. So she was like, Alex, you got to watch this show. And I was, it just, it was a little bit cheesy the first season, I think. Like there was a lot of cheesy episodes, but now they're getting good. So I just can't get over Meredith Grey, the character. I'm sure the person in real life is nice, but I hate her character. Pick me. Choose oh, so me. So dramatic. <laughs> I'd be like, why are both these fools fighting over her? She's, she cheated on both of you. She didn't cheat on anyone dr shepherd she didn't cheat oh, i guess he he cheated whatever no he didn't cheat either either way they all know they're all hooking up with each other it's like i don't know john's john's more concerned about stds <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of kissing going on that's like what every time i watch the bachelor or the bachelor i'm like everyone's making out with each other i'm like that is disgusting john i mean like, you... can i can i pull you aside for a minute let me suck face and then some other guy's like wait let me pull you aside i know you just tongue punched his throat but now it's my turn. At least she's not tongue punching anyone's fart box. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, but at least like you know that that's what you're signing up for. Whereas in real life, like people are on, you know, playing the bachelor or bachelorette on their own and you just don't know. Russian roulette. So you'd I'm rather assuming... you'd rather just like be in the dark about who I'm making out with. Like when we were dating. This isn't about you. No, but that's what it is. Like I was technically... I had my own season of The Bachelorette going when Please. I was dating Don't you. Don't act like you were... Okay. I was like, who am I going to give the rose to this week? Oh my John God. or... 
I, I'm assuming they all get checked before they go on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. And then like on the show, they're like on a compound. Like you can't leave the compound. Just God forbid you make out with someone else and then you spread something John, to everyone. This is like where John's anxiety stems from <laughs> STDs. <laughs> like you're the, you would probably be the worst person to go on the show. 100%. I'd be like, listen, you're pretty, but... You I see, saw you with Bruce earlier <laughs> and uh, I'm just not, I'm not like, feeling it. Bruce looks like he has a dirty mouth and, <laughs> <laughs> and some of it's saved in your mouth. So uh, for this reason, I'm out. Oh my God. So I want to go into my highs and lows because I just remembered my high and I don't want to forget. Oh, it. right. Our highs. So my high and my low is the same thing. Also, just to wrap up what, you know, we're thankful for. We're thankful for all of you guys. Yes. We appreciate our listeners. you. How rude of us. No, how rude of you. I said it. Well, it wasn't on your mind in the beginning. No, I just, it was. You just, Thank we trailed, you guys so we trailed much off the conversation. for listening to our podcast. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. It's a little hobby of ours, you know, doing this. I'm going to smack you. <laughs> I'm not thankful for you. But we you. appreciate it. So look, highs and lows. I, so hope everyone, year, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Oh my God. <laughs> so my high and my low are similar. They, um, they coincide with one another. I send a text out to my friends every year. I've been doing it for a couple of years now, and it's a Thanksgiving joke. And it's vulgar, and I'm not going to go into it, but I put a lot of effort into it and a lot of detail into this text message. It's about a page long. And you know what? My like, high is I'm proud of myself because I was very consistent. A page? Like... A text page. I don't know. It was at least four uh, like, paragraphs. Oh, okay. So not like a art spaced. article. Like if I'm pulling up a PDF, like a page. No. Okay. What, just let me exaggerate a little bit. Anyway, so every year I send this out and my high is I'm committed to this, this text. I wake up early and I send it out early because I don't want anyone to beat me to the joke. And like are other people out here saying the same joke? So one of my friends tried beating me one year to it. And I'm like, this is this is my joke. This is my thing. And then this year, anyways, I put a lot of detail into it. I, every year I do a little more research on it. And I send it out this year. I'm pretty proud of it. And I didn't really get the reaction that I wanted. You know, I think a lot of people were like, this is too long. You copy and pasted it. And they didn't believe that I wrote it out. And I'm a little pissed about it. Basically, just like the punchline of the joke is talking about how if they didn't kill a turkey for Thanksgiving, they would have killed like their local cat and everyone would be eating pussy for Thanksgiving or something like that. That's pretty much the gist of the joke. Maybe people are just overhearing the joke. Like you do it every year and they're like, we're over it. We're done. But it's a little different every year. Yeah, and but, you know what? I do get the not. text. From but, the, but is the punchline the same? Yes. Yes. But so it's, no. But it's in the details that really makes the joke. Maybe that's what you think, but you have to read the room. Clearly, if there's people... no one in the room, I sent a group text. Yeah, well, if no one is responding, it's obviously a dead joke now. <sighs> I think it's time to just wrap it up. I can't. No, and I, bury I'm it. I'm so committed to it that I will send it out every then year. Then send a video of yourself saying the joke instead. People would probably be more likely to watch the whole video. It's like on TikTok. Sometimes people will like hook you in on a story, and then they're really just promoting their novel, or like there's some some joke where they're like i'm just kidding like there'd be so much editing i'd have to do on that video because oh, i would i would fuck it up so easily and it would be so long it would be like a 10 minute well, it video it doesn't have to be long it just like think of it as a story but at the same time like i don't think that you should I'm be not sending... jk tolkien or whatever what? jk rowling whoever the author is i'm not a storyteller like that she's not taking videos of herself she wrote novels i'm saying you're not a novelist 
You're saying you're not an be author, like a novelist. And no, I'm saying when you're looking at the camera, tell it like this is so fucking dumb. I'm so over this conversation. <laughs> your your joke sucks, and no one thinks it's funny. The, how dare you? No, John, you're like this is my high is that I'm committed, and my low is that no one answered. That should just be your. T that's it. No one answered. Get over it. Your joke is lame. <laughs> I don't like you right now. What is your high and your low? My high is that uh, the fourth season of Selling Sunset came out <laughs> and it's so good. I just love that show. So I've been watching it like while I've been getting ready or watching it while I am editing and just, you know, I'll take Kobe and we watch it on the couch. But I just I think it's so boring. Dramatic. Just selling real also, estate. I love like dream. I just I feel like everyone loves looking at big houses and just seeing some of those houses in L.A. Go on Zillow. Yeah, well, I do that too. I don't know of anyone who doesn't look at Zillow for fun, or at least like just dream of their homes and look. At, I don't do that. Look though. at fifty million dollar houses in LA with beautiful You're views. You're crazy. You're crazy. But I'm so realistic. I can't even look at dream homes because I'm like I can't fathom paying that much for a house. Like, what's in my realistic budget? Oh, that no. yeah, that would interest me more. I don't like to, uh, you know, dream within real reality. Oh, I know. <laughs> what do you always say? You're like. Shoot, put it in stars. the air. Put it in oh, the atmosphere. No, put it in the universe. Whatever. Yeah. Like if you want something, you have to be like, oh, I will own this house one day. But my low, I would say, is that I can't afford those homes. But no, my real low is that I just feel like a little bit disappointed because, you know, we are going to Hawaii in a few weeks and the diet, we're not sticking to it at all. Like things. And this is like such shitty timing because, you know, we're going on a trip during the holidays and it's like during the holidays is when the best food is around. And I'm not going to not eat good food because I'm going to be in a bikini in a few weeks. Like, I just want to be happy with, you know, how I feel. Diet. I will give my diet up immediately for my mom's Italian stuffing. That's what I'm saying. Like for all of you out there, I know everyone likes traditional. This isn't about you, John. I'm talking about. But I want to just talk about this, this stuffing because it's amazing. I got to give a shout out to my mom, Lynn, because you guys are so used to breaded stuffing for Thanksgiving. There's another stuffing out there, which is basically mashed potatoes with minced red peppers, green peppers, onions, mushrooms, and Italian hot sausage. Isn't there potatoes in it too? It's mashed potatoes. Oh. That's like, that's the base. Well, to me, it's just, it's not stuffing. How dare you? It's an amazing dish, but it's not stuffing. I'm telling mom you said that. You could tell her. Mm. I mean, it's, it is a dish. It's a sausage dish, but it's not, or it's like a meat dish, but it's not stuffing. It's, ama it's amazing. No one reminds me like a shepherd pie kind of. Yeah, and it is amazing. But no, my point is, is that um, my low is that I'm. I tried to stick with a healthy diet and counting macros, and it's really impossible to do. But I'm giving myself grace here because it's okay. Like it's the holidays. What are you gonna do? Right. Right. What are you gonna I, do? I mean, you're still being conscious of what you're putting yeah, in your it's just really hard gullet. like it's like there was that one tiktok where it was like me <laughs> trying to not drink during the holidays and it's like it's impossible not that it's impossible but it's very challenging because there's so much going on oh and you're in like a group setting too everyone's drinking you're like well i guess i'll just have a couple can we uh can we dive in can you tell our listeners who we have on today i think you were probably the most excited about this because you love talking about this topic 
now. Like it is a new topic that you love to talk about and it is the Enneagram. So this week we have two very special guests on, Erin and Sydney. They are co-hosts of their podcast called The Enneagram Non-Experts and that's exactly what it is about. They're non-expert conversations and opinions about all things Enneagram. If you aren't sure what the Enneagram is, we obviously like dive deeper into it, into our conversation, but they also gave us some links, which we linked into our show notes. If you want to read more about it and take a free Enneagram test. So without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Sydney and Erin. Yeah, we're so excited to be here. Our Enneagram experts, well, non-experts well, is like how you. <laughs> we got to be clear here. <laughs> I was telling them earlier, I told, I was telling my sister, I'm like, yeah, we have two psychologists coming on to talk about the Enneagram today. Like literal Enneagram experts. Yeah. Uh, I will say though, like one of my favorite things is uh, your, because you guys have a podcast, is your podcast intro and how you guys are like, <laughs> we would like to take a second to thank all of our sponsors that we don't have. <laughs> because we we're still just way. have our moms. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right. But I love that you also like you give no shits and you're like, we accept Venmo, Cash App. It's That's true. So funny. We should do that. It still applies. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a great applies. idea. You want to throw money at us? Feel <laughs> free to plug. <laughs> <laughs> like at the end when we say, where can people find you? You should just give your Venmo names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing no, else. No social media, just the Venmo. <laughs> Here's my bank routing number. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourselves. Like, obviously we like gave you an, a little intro, but like, how did you guys get so invested in the Enneagram? Cause like we're new to it. We only know, uh, really, we only I mean, know we, about we our own. We talked on it briefly, like a couple podcast episodes ago, but we'll get into that. Let's, I want to first know about you guys. Yeah. Your expertise well, on it. Cause you're psychologist. It's really nice that it's really nice. You use the word invested. Cause I would use more of the word obsessed Yeah, with oh. the Enneagram. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think we made, all of our coworkers when we lived or uh, when we worked together take the yeah. enneagram <gasps> yeah That's so smart like yeah it's great right it's good to learn about people especially at work people you're dealing mm -hmm. with every day and help communicate but i if we're being completely honest i think it started as more of like just something we were so so obsessed with and yeah, we well, talked about it so much that everyone was like okay you know what fine we will take this to a test. Yeah, well, I remember yeah. when you told me about it. We go to an open mic every week because uh, Sydney here is a singer. Yes, and, girl. Um, and I was like, oh, just take this test right now. And then it's been nonstop after that. Well, yeah. the thing is, well, how did you hear about the test? Well, I was going to say the thing is about it is like when you take it, because I feel like psychologically wise, like you can attribute a lot of traits from each one, like to yourself, but then they dive mm -hmm. into like very specifics, like how you deal under stress, blah, blah, blah. Or like, I don't know. So John's sister, my sister-in-law just in the car earlier, she was like, let me like, see how you guys like work as a couple, as like a three and as a six. In and depth, it is so specific. An in-depth convo coming from uh, happy hour at the bar. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> but it is so specific <laughs> is where I'm just like, there's no, like, it is, it is actually wild how yeah. in depth some of these analyses analysis are. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds right. well, and that's, there's like so many things that we love about the Enneagram compared to like other, you know, how many personality tests yeah. there are. Like, I think a yeah. lot of people are really familiar with Berg's it's like Myers-Briggs. Myers-Briggs, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Berg's-Myers. Oh my God. <laughs> Sounds like a furniture company. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. With it, which is like the letters. 
I E N F whatever. Yeah. Um, th- those are cool. I'm not going to like hate on that, but what we really like about the Enneagram is it's so much more like in depth mm-hmm. and it's not about how your personality is perceived by others. It's not about like what you're doing. It's mm-hmm. more about the why, right? Yeah. So it's that step deeper. That's like, you know what? I might be like a clean person, but Aaron could also be a clean person. Alex could, John could, we're all clean. But like, why is it that you want your house to be clean? Yeah. For me, it's because I am like a perfectionist and I want to come across as like a good and neat and organized person. For Aaron, it might be that she wants people to accept her and value her. And so she's going to clean for them. Yeah. And you know, so everybody's got these different reasons. And that's what's so cool about the Enneagram is it's not just telling you like, this is your personality and that's it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's really, it's so much deeper. And yeah. It goes into your main motivators yeah. and fears, which I feel like is what drives us to do what we do. So. And it, it helps to avoid like getting put in a box. Like that's yeah. always been my criticism of a lot of types. Well, and to like help understand your relationships as well. Like, and not that like, you know, someone's personality is an explainer for like their behaviors, but it's very, e- it, it makes it more easy to understand who someone is or why they do something when you could see like, oh, this is like what motivates them or why, you know, because they yeah. are this type of person. But so did you guys know from the beginning like that you both were interested in this or did one of you tell the other person first it was like S- Sydney told me I'll yeah. give her all the credit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she, she tells me everything this. so yeah. yeah we can get into that when we talk about our types because that's such a like dynamic for well, our types but we can dive in it. right yeah. now yeah. yeah I've I'm super I've always so I'm a type one I don't know if anybody knows that brief overview of that is like every type is defined by fear and motivation so okay. One is like wants the, the, the motivation is to be good, to be correct, to be right. And so the fear is like being a bad person or being corrupt. Mm-hmm. And that and I'm leads. A, and I'm a two, which is the helper. And so their main motivator is uh, to be loved and their biggest fear is to be rejected. Yeah. And we have this crazy dynamic because between us, I'm like, I, I step into this like role of like teacher, which I think a lot of ones are. It's like, mm-hmm. I am the wise, you know, yeah. I have all this knowledge and I want to be right <laughs> and tell you but, how the right way to be. But first is the worst, <laughs> second is the best. I mean, come oh. on. No, you would start as the, the one with a hairy chest, which is me. With a treasure chest. Hold on a second. Treasure chest. Yeah. What, is, what is happening? Yeah. What is happening right now? <laughs> but when you guys, because then I guess you could look at if you're compatible with one another. I guess as a team yeah. or as a couple or whatever you want to look yeah. at. So are ones and twos good together? Let me tell you, everybody in my life is a two. So I'm going to say yes, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. It's like all my closest people are twos. I guess you so think you're drawn so. to twos as a one. Yeah, probably. Who knows? <laughs> I think it's just me. Because <laughs> going back to yeah. Alex and I, we're opposites. Right. Well, yeah. I guess like. And they're saying we, we're terrible together. Well, no, they were saying it's very <laughs> rare. But if you're healthy. So let's like dive in. For anyone who doesn't know the Enneagram, maybe yeah. like talk about that. And then like the differences between like the numbers. I know, my bad. I'm like fast forwarding. I, know, just, just I just, just like, want to know. Knows. <laughs> it's the curse of knowledge. Yeah. I so like, Break talk, it down. talk to us about like the Enneagram, what it is. And I guess like. I don't know if you want to give like a brief overview of like yeah. all of like the one through nine, that might be a lot, but go yeah. ahead, whatever you yeah. guys. Do a quick yeah. a snap, snap overview. So the Enneagram is a personality tool that helps you understand yourself and other people. There's um, nine types. I like that description. Types. Boom. Right to the point. Yeah. Moving on. Number one. Yeah. We did one and two, technically. <laughs> yeah. So we did do one and two. So three, which is, which Alex, that's yours, right? Yes. Yeah. So, 
three, motivation is to be successful, have success. So the fear is to kind of like fall behind, not be accepted in your success. And then we have four who their thing is authenticity. They mm-hmm. want to be the individualist. Yes. They're afraid of like losing themselves or not having a sense of self. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to take yeah, it? Yeah, the fives five? are the investigators. They're all about the knowledge. Mm. Um, the sixes, their biggest uh, motivator is to feel secure. And that's John, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The worrier, though. <laughs> yeah. They, a lot of anxiety. That's like a big part of this thing. All the time, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good balance, though, you know? Yeah. yeah. You I'm need it. That's the young. thing. That's the thing. Like, you need every type. And But anyway. We'll go into that. Type, yeah. type seven is they're the enthusiasts. Is mm-hmm. that what they're called? Yeah. yeah. Non-experts. Um, <laughs> they, their motivation is like to have fun, to be mm-hmm. happy. And so they kind of are avoiding hard things, hard feelings and bad experiences. Uh, they're like your cheerleader friend mm-hmm. and the eight my favorite <laughs> actually know some good eights okay I don't mean to hate on my eight but the eight they're all about control okay yeah, yeah, yeah. well aren't eights challengers yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I love eights yeah I'm challenge away. I know they're I great. have a lot of eight friends yeah yeah because they're you're gonna get the truth from them like yeah. they're yeah. confrontational but that's because they're they're like the truth bombers like they're gonna be mm-hmm. honest with you up front mm-hmm. tell you how it is like and then type nine. Well, the <laughs> complete opposite. They're the peacemakers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, They yeah. avoid conflict at all costs. It's yeah, interesting so. that they go from, like, eight, such a challenger, but then nine is the complete opposite. Is there, so like, like a, is there a reasoning for, like, the why the numbers are? Yeah. Or no? Is it just, like... There's so much. Like, we could talk about this for hours. And this is why you guys have a podcast on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, check out our podcast. Yeah. You got the cliff uh, note. There's like, there's a reason, but they're all connected. And it's like you mentioned earlier, right? Like we all have a little bit of all of them. So you're not just like, Mm -hmm. this is you, that's it. We all have Mm -hmm. a little bit of all of these. Like, of course, we all want to be loved, like the type two. Right. We all want to be successful, like the type three. But like you have the one that drives you most. And as it gets more complex and complex, you get really into the Enneagram. You see yeah. these other connections. There's these they all things have. called wings and subtypes. Right. Yeah. And- yeah. So where is like the best exam or test? Like, cause I'm sure there's like online resources. Like I'm pretty sure I just Googled like Enneagram test and took a random free one online. But like, is there the test that you should take? Like where, well, is, where can you find one? I want to ask you guys real quick. Did you ever did you just take a test and then that's all you know about it or did you like read yes. about the time uh, yeah pretty much like i'm like i think I've we taken, like to just uh brush I over think things I've Googled like three different times <laughs> in my life like random tests like anytime it has come up i'm like let me take it again and i've always i consistently get threes but yeah. they're i'm pretty sure they're probably from like different sources like i don't think it's been the yeah. same test every time but then one time I was like, you know what? People talk about Enneagrams and relationships and how, you know, the more that you know, the better. So I was like, I really, I'm curious to see what John is because I would have guessed that he was also a three or maybe like a seven, but then to see that he was a six, I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes total sense. But like you said, usually... there's, there's wings though, because you're talking about the eight, the person who's like blunt, honest, and like, I'm also that. So I know you could be multiple mm-hmm. things. Well, another thing is like, there's so much I want to say Mm -hmm. to what you guys just said, but like the, to answer your question, the tests are like, they say they're like 70% accurate. Okay. So it's not usually 
I recommend the Enneagram Institute.com test. Okay. Um, but I we'll honestly link it. <laughs> mostly yeah. just do like read all about them. And then it's the one that hurts the most. Yeah. That's who you are. The one where yeah. it's like yeah. your biggest your insecurities. Yeah. Yes. No, that's, that's why I was kind of interested in it. Cause when I got six and I'm looking at it, I'm like, fuck, I am, I am that. Mm, I am yeah. the, by the way, yeah. it said the warrior. And I was like, oh, I'm the warrior. Hell yeah. Like, I, I thought it said warrior. I'm like, I am a warrior. I am a man. And it's like, nope, you're a big old John's baby. dyslexia was coming through. Yeah. Oh my God. I you're just loyal. Like, yeah. The loyalist, yeah. Yeah. There's some, there's some pieces of being a warrior as being a warrior. You got to worry about your loved ones. Yeah. Fight that's, for them. That's right. So do that's you right. think that it's important for people in relationships? Like if you're already established in a relationship, do you think, or like even a friendship that it's important to take this in order to like maybe become closer or like understand the other yeah. person better? Yeah. But here's what I'll say. Like, again, with the test, I, if you're going to take a test, I would say do it, do it with your partner, do it with your friend, your family, whoever you're, you want to build a relationship with, but go through, like, look at your like top three or four results and then read about those types. And you got it. Like you got to figure out what type you are on your own because mm -hmm. I've taken so many tests and I get a different top result. Every really? Time. Yeah. yeah. And every I've time. taken a bunch of tests and I've gotten the same thing every time. <laughs> okay. Really? Same. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Oh, interesting. And so, but it's really helpful. Like we, it's improved our relationship. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling your eyes. You're like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I think it's really huge because it's just another tool to communicate, right? Yeah. Like you don't need it per se, yeah. as long as you're communicating with your person, but it helps you because it helps you understand yourself mm -hmm. and yep. it helps you communicate your needs, but it also helps you understand where this other person's coming from. Like, my, like my partner is a two also like Aaron and he, I had to learn with him. Like he, you know, their fear is this, like not being loved mm -hmm. and I don't have that fear. So to me, I'm kind of a little more like harsh on the criticism and kind of just like say what I think. And he, I had to learn that like, that doesn't work for him because that is triggering his deepest mm -hmm. fear. And it, it, the Enneagram helped me understand that because before I could just kind of be like, you're being so sensitive, like yeah. you're being so annoying. But understanding that, that was something that was like hitting so deep, helped me to be like, oh, you know what? Like I have my things that hit me that way. They're different, but now I can understand how I can like be softer and gentler. It those. almost dives into like love languages in a way. Yeah. Not that like it's the same, cause obviously like that's another type of personality test also, or just kind of figuring out like mm -hmm. what you like or like what you, what love means mm -hmm. to you, but kind of just like, like what you said, it helps you. It's another tool to help you communicate yeah. and get like connected. But I love that. Yeah. By the way, I loved that episode that you guys did on the love languages. Yeah. Words of affirmation, baby. Words of yeah. affirmation. <laughs> All the, the love words. Yeah, I'm words. Maybe I'm a two. <laughs> so is there, is there a, um, because you were talking about wings, to, mm -hmm. is there another test or exam you could take to break down into like the wing categories or is it just a specific Enneagram test? Or does it kind oh. of like give that to you in that one test? Um, yeah. So the wings are just the two numbers that are on the sides of your number. So like yours, John, would be a seven and a five. Um, and then you would kind of lean more towards one or the other. It, it gives more uh, okay. um, depth 
to the seven or whatever number. I always think of like Jack Sparrow is a good example because he's such a seven, but he wouldn't be a seven wing six because he betrays his friends. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be a seven wing eight. So that's right. So right. Okay. Yeah. The number on either side is like it's complementing your type. And the wings are not as set in stone as like your main type. Like these are flexible, like sometimes depending on what circumstance you might lean into one more than the other. Most people probably lean towards one most of the time. Okay. But Mm -hmm. yeah, like when I'm at work, I'm going to lean into my nine wing. If I'm with my friends, I'm going to lean into my two wing. Like it's Gotcha. I'm a three at work. It also makes it so that it's not so black and white. Like there's going to be some gray area. So it makes, Mm -hmm. it makes it make sense, you know? Yeah. Whereas like when people are like, oh, you're such a Taurus. I'm like, but am I? Because (laughs) I'm also like driven. Like, I don't not, like I'm not really that lazy so You're like we're, we're both Taurus exactly yeah it's my sun rising moon setting I don't know I feel like looking at your horoscope and then looking at the Enneagram now I'm going back to Alex and I it just it seems like we're not supposed to be together I mean I think we're amazing together but looking well, at it okay well we can dive into this the then yeah they're right, like, like this isn't a normal but, pair but there is something to be said after like you know my quick google search about a healthy and an unhealthy yes. where you are so like maybe that's what it is like if we're both healthy in our numbers we make sense together because we're like our best versions of ourselves. but like do you want to talk about that a little bit like how that yeah. can affect your relationships being your healthiest versus unhealthy version yeah there's something that i think of specifically with you two is every type goes to another type in growth Mm -hmm. and then in like unhealth and it's interesting because the three and the six are connected by that arrow so like the three in growth so like alex if you're doing super well you're healthy you're gonna take on a lot of six characteristics so you're gonna be more like outwardly oriented, group oriented, um, and more into your relationships. And it's, what's interesting is then the six actually goes to three when they're unhealthy. So they become more competitive and self-focused and anyway, so I always thought, I thought that was so interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, every type has that. So it's another way to kind of this is something else we love about the Enneagram is it's all about growth. Like it's not just this tool that's like, mm-hmm. here's who you are. Right, right, right. It's like, here's all the things that is wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> Go fix it. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. And enjoy. And so there's these levels of health. Mm-hmm. And and you can look at this chart of like where you're at your most healthy, where you're at your least healthy. And it helps to look at like what number you go to in mm-hmm. health and unhealth. So you can start recognizing those characteristics in yourself and being like, oh, I'm starting to take on the qualities of a six. Like I must be doing really well and I'm yeah. happy and I can continue moving towards like embodying those qualities because mm-hmm. that's you at your yeah. best. For me, twos, when they're unhealthy, they're very codependent and so focused on other people that they forget about themselves um but when i'm healthy i go into my four which is the individualist who's like more creative and not worried about like what other people want about what they want right you're missing independent woman yes (laughs) 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 interesting so it's really helpful for for learning how where how you can orient yourself towards growth Mm -hmm. 
When you were talking about the arrow, so is that why they would say that threes and sixes aren't normally compatible or together because we go in different directions when one's successful? So like the other numbers that are more compatible, is it because they're both going in the same direction when mm. positive things are happening in their life or? I don't know. I don't, I don't like to say that like types aren't compatible. I need you to tell me. <laughs> yeah. You're the psychologist. Yeah. I need you to tell me right now. John needs a black and white answer. Yeah, I'm yeah. having anxiety. Um, I yeah I don't know I I really don't think that there's like I'm sure websites will say like these types are not compatible these ones are but I really think it's like you said like it's really about being healthy and any Mm -hmm. people who are any two people who are working on their own health are gonna be able to work it out right because you're communicating you're working on yourself you're working on your partnership Mm -hmm. you know you're not boxed in to these types um so i don't know i mean i don't know that there's really a difference of like where the arrows are going and what that means about compatibility it's like in any relationship though too like again like enneagram aside if you're not healthy in your own mindset if you don't have good like mental health or like positivity like good self-talk to yourself like you're not going to be able to show up in your partner in a way that's healthy for them and like mm-hmm. you can't rely on them to give you healthy tools yada 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 like you have to be good and healthy within your own state of mind before you could really like be successful in a relationship so yes, you know again like a true three <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh drive me to success sean <laughs> um, in route in route <laughs> Yeah. So where do you guys like, like, do you think that horoscopes play in at all mm. in Enneagram? Like, do you have belief in that? You like or, anti- or we do you know, uh, we have different opinions. On or are they yeah. separate? Like, because I'm not like a big believer in, in like horoscopes just yeah. because I'm like everyone, your childhood makes you who you are. Like yeah. I know other tourist people who are the complete opposite of me, but then people are like, well, it depends on like, the second you were born and the moon, the yeah, moon I think that that day. and I'm like what like this girl shares the same birthday as me same year like we were born an hour apart there's no way like I don't know but again I, prove me yeah. wrong <laughs> I think they're completely separate I just think the horoscope yeah. is fun yeah yeah but also can More be fun. rudely accurate like I'm a Libra and yeah. I have very much Libra tendencies well right and that's like when John and I were both Taurus and I'm like we ought we do want to like kill each other sometimes but like most people in relationships i'm sure maybe that's just everyone started laughing awkwardly yeah yeah yeah, exactly because we're not meant to be together guys let's be honest the only one that really works is the chinese calendar one like i'm the rabbit on that chinese calendar you get the restaurants that is accurate but again i think i will not subscribe to being a pig so i'm not (laughs) but again i feel like enneagram is more like who you have developed as a person and your personality Mm -hmm. traits not just like going off of like oh because you were born on this month this year at this point of time but again i think horoscopes are definitely fun still like yeah i love to read my horoscope but if it's if it's not in my favor i'm like this is both shit yeah yeah well that's something too like i always like to tell people with the enneagram like if it doesn't if it's not resonating with you like leave it just don't do it then like you don't have to believe you don't have to accept it 
It's yeah. just to help you. Actually, it you do. You, take you have to accept yeah. everything. <laughs> we will be typing you. Exactly. So do you think that like, obviously in relationships is a tool, but like, what about in the workplace? Cause I know that you said that when you found mm-hmm. out about the Enneagram, you were like, yo, we're bringing this into the workplace. I want to know what my coworkers are. So how can it be beneficial in the workplace? I actually just took it because we used to work together as baristas for a long time. And then now I work as a scheduling coordinator and my coworker happens to be the same number as Sydney. And I realized that I work really well with ones because number one, I like being told what to do. (laughs) (laughs) But also I have like, I'm a wing three. So at work, I'm very much like goal oriented and I have to get everything done right. So I think it was just better because you could understand, like, I don't know how your coworkers are like the workflow is better, yeah. essentially. Well, it's almost <laughs> yeah. like if there's too many cooks in the kitchen, you like need mm-hmm. to have a little bit of everyone in order to have this whole pie or like this whole piece work together. And it's like if you yeah. had all threes, people would be fighting like to be mm-hmm. the best. And like, you can't have that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, it it helps. Yeah. You need everybody, right? Like we need every nine type, Mm -hmm. not saying, Hey, hiring managers don't hire people based on their Enneagram, but, uh, but like that's a tool, but hire the twos, hire the twos, twos. nobody's going to be getting anything done. They're just going to be doing things for you. Just waiting, waiting for someone to say something. Hey, can I get you coffee? And you're like, no, I'm going to get you coffee. Hey, my wing three comes out. Okay. (laughs) But no, like you need all these different skills, right? There's going to be people who are like way better at organization. There's going to be the cheerleaders. There's going to be the people who are leaders and step into those positions and motivate. It kind of reminds me of when we went to uh, do an escape room and it was like so identical to our Enneagram types. It was kind of crazy. Like a high stress situation like that. I haven't, but I'm just like envisioning like a high stress situation. Not that it's like real high stress, obviously. Like it's a game, but but seeing people, personalities come out and seeing like who's going to like drive this thing home. Right. Who's mm-hmm. going to be stressed? Who's going to say, like, take the lead? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that is such a good example of, like, when people's actually, like, when their Enneagrams really show. So yeah. 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 So do an escape room. Then you'll know. <laughs> John and I would not come out alive. <laughs> oh, no. Just be screaming at each other. So then this pretty much is a really good tool for an employer to use, correct? Or no? Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. I think it'd be Great. Well, and I know at your work, they have something similar that's like colors yeah. where like red or the bolder, like give it to me straight kind of. And then yellow was. Yeah, it's like it's it's called insights. So it's it's totally different, but it's another kind of workplace thing that it's a similar idea about how you communicate in the mm-hmm. workplace. And well, I, I could imagine though, like, I mean, I haven't worked with coworkers in several years because we just work with each other. You're so. looking at our, yeah, uh, work, like, our um, workplace right it's now. It's me and Kobe and <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really talk much. Yeah. <laughs> what but, type is Kobe? But I can imagine though, like knowing what your coworkers are could make a more peaceful work environment too, yeah. because like then you know how they approach their goals, their deadlines lines you know just mm-hmm. how they communicate in the workspace and i just can imagine that like being 
very helpful as opposed to just like constantly butting heads or being like, why is this person procrastinating? But you know, they are successful and get it all done within 10 minutes. Or like, I just think that a <laughs> yeah. lot of people can get stressed with how people are in the workplace. Yeah. And this would be like a great tool to be like, oh, this is why they do what they do. A hundred percent. I think like, especially knowing people's kind of deeper reasoning for why they do things, it helps you. It just really helps with understanding and mm -hmm. compassion. The why is just, so important. Yeah. So important. If I'm like, oh, this is some deep, deep fear you have, mm -hmm. I can have compassion. But if I don't know that and you're just like not doing your work, I'm like, get your shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, you know, it, so I think it's definitely helpful in any, any sort of space where you're going to be working with people. I could definitely see people talking. not wanting to take the test though. I could see people like, I don't want to dive into who I am or why I'm the, the way I am or, well, or find so out I'm a warrior, you know, warrior, because it shows your insecurities right. also. Yeah. Right. yeah. And it's so funny because when we, we always ask people to take it and we get the most resistance from specific types, which is the funniest thing to observe is like, do tell what type Yes. <laughs> type sevens but it's so interesting because there are types who are like so into it like me like type one type fours are like i want to know everything about myself i need mm -hmm. to like grow and learn and and then there's types who are like i don't need a test to tell me who i am <laughs> i know exactly and, who i am and we're like we know who you are based <laughs> yeah, on that, yeah. that response <laughs> i'll give you the free answers right yeah. now <laughs> you're in yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I think overall, like this is, like you said, an important tool, whether you're an employer, specifically in relationships and just like really figuring out who you are. In relationships, I think, you know, like when people are struggling, everyone jumps to, oh, like take the love language test, like see like what mm -hmm. you are, like what your partner needs. And I think that again, if you could use like when you go to therapy, like any usable tool that you could take with you to like help yeah. understand, better understand the people around you. So I feel like, again, not that this is like the answer for why people are the way that they are. There's a lot of factors that go into that. Mm -hmm. But if you could use this as a tool to better understand the people around you, why not? So mm -hmm. yeah, I can really help you communicate in your relationship. Is what? Communication. Oh, they, they went with us. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to do it again. That was, you didn't see that cue? It was quick, John. It was quick. I need to get my ready? voice ready. One, two, three. Communication. Oh, you guys, you guys are way off tune. Honestly, that was a great soprano from both of you. Um, love it. But again, there's a, bit, a little bit of a lag with Zoom. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was like, there's no way you're We're fucking just doing it up. Echo. Yeah. <laughs> the natural reverb. Yeah. Well, I'm not the I mean, singer over here. You guys. So if there's like an episode or like a parting piece of advice that you want to give about the Enneagram, like what would it be? Like if people could like tune into you guys, like what is one mm. big, you're dying on this hill piece of advice. And which episodes they should listen to to hear <laughs> yeah. that. This is they so should listen better. to all of our episodes. All of them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Every single one. And, and send them money via Venmo and Cash App. Yes. <laughs> Cash App. Yeah. We take anything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think the one thing I always want people to know about the Enneagram is 
that it is not it's not meant to put you in a box like we've said that but i like i want that message to always come across because i think that's a huge fear it's a fear of mine with these things with personality tests is like i don't want to do this read about it and then you're stuck in this like everything i do i'm going to be like oh i did that because i'm a type one yeah i'm such a six i'm such a nine yeah (laughs) Yeah. right and so i want people to know like when you look into the enneagram this is just like so much more it's expansive and it's about growth and if you're looking at it and putting yourself in a box you're not doing it right like Mm -hmm. i'm sorry but that's not what it's for and to use it in and to learn about yourself Mm -hmm. and learn about others is how how you should go about it i love that i don't yeah, drop the mic. Yeah. Keep an open really mind. Expensive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> your yeah. really expensive new mic. Don't drop it. Place it down. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything to add? I think you. Like, are you gonna say something or what? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! That was great well, advice. Thank you guys cheesy so quote. much. Yeah. <laughs> thank you guys for joining. We this was like I, I feel like it's very informative, and I love talking about like personality traits in the Enneagram, and it's so fun to like learn more. So if people do want to learn more, let everyone know where they could find you. The gram. We're on the Instagram, as the kids call it. Uh, Enneagram non-experts so is like- our name and Enneagram is our game. Wow. <laughs> Tagline. <laughs> yeah, we have it, it's we're consistent across the board. Enneagram non-experts is what our tag is. So Instagram, Facebook, um, we have Patreon. But I, I also I wanted to say this to all the listeners because if you go check our our podcast out right now we've been on like a month hiatus because we've just been life has been crazy we've been moving and starting new job and um but we're starting back up this week so i don't want people to go look and be like wow they don't post anything i mean you guys i'm sure people have uh, episodes that they could binge so that's right catch up out there yeah 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 (laughs) catch up and then you'll be ready for the new ones awesome well thank you so much guys appreciate it Thank you. thank you. Yay, thank you. And maybe we'll make our way out to Seattle. And um, oh my gosh, I you, you should. I know you guys aren't baristas anymore, but we love coffee. So you could teach us how to make a good cappuccino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Fascinating. So fascinating. I'm definitely and always am interested in Enneagram. I don't know why. I just feel like it's realistic. It really tapped into my soul. I, I need to learn more about like the wings because I feel like that would be helpful as well. Yeah. Same thing with you. Like you identify as a six, but like, what are your wings? Right. And, well, I know that you get like the wheel with all the numbers on it. So. Yeah. Like with your percentages and stuff, but right. such a good tool to use. Not that it's an answer for everything, but I think it's an amazing tool to use. So like we said earlier, if you guys want to go to our show notes, we have some free links there. All right, shall we jump into our segment? Would you rather? Oh, I almost said give it to me straight. My bad. Why do you always try to skip over well, my section? I just like, I think because G comes before W, like give it to me straight. Would you rather? Well, I'm dyslexic, so I probably would have thought the other letter came first. <laughs> so technically, was something I took from Instagram. It was like, would you take the red pill or the blue pill? But I'm going to make it into a would you rather. So Alex, would you rather... Restart your life at the age of 10 with all the knowledge you have now or jump to being 45 years old with $50 million in the bank. I'm not about rushing life. Like I don't I don't want to just like scoot through without like enjoying it. Like it's like what we were talking about earlier, like click. You know what I mean? Like that is something that people I think 
can glorify like, oh, like I want to like, you know, jump to the next step. Can't wait till this. Can't wait till that. But it's like, no, it's about the journey. If it was between the two, I guess I would rather go back to being 10 with the knowledge oh, so that I have now. Would you say it or stay where you're at right now in life? Would you pick that? Yeah, I would probably just stay where I'm at. Like, I don't I don't feel the need to go back in life unless I could like, you know, go back with winning lotto numbers and... God, so Actually. selfish, Al. You couldn't think of like saving the world, yeah, or like or I making would, current events not happen. I would be like, "Hey, uh, the pandemonium is going to be a thing," but at the same time, though, development and growth like doesn't happen unless you go through those certain hardships. Like me telling the world that a pandemic is going to happen probably wouldn't make a difference. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I feel like that would also like fuck up the trajectory for certain things. So I, I don't believe in like changing like the, the past. What's that movie, Ashton Kutcher, Butterfly Effect? Yeah, exactly. It's so true. So no, don't believe in that. I would rather just stay where I am. I'm good. I'm happy. Hmm. Okay. And I don't want to... But if you had to pick one, you'd, you'd be the kid again. Yeah. If it was between the two of them, I would rather go back in time as opposed to fast forward and just be rich. I'm, right. I'm okay. Because then right. I would figure out ways to get rich. I would start start investing at 10. I would work so much harder. Bitcoin's going to be a thing here yeah, soon. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that, that's my answer. Okay. All right. John, would you rather be a genius and know everything or be amazing at any activity you tried? So basically, would you rather be smart or amazing. would you rather be would, an athlete? An athlete. Really? Yeah, like I want to be the next superstar in soccer. Superstar. Superstar. <laughs> superstar. I mean, how cool would that be? Like a part of like a club in Europe somewhere, you know? Why be a genius? Yeah, because like what if you get hurt though? Then your career's over. If I'm that amazing, I won't get hurt. I would rather be smart and like know everything. Really? Yeah, because uh, I think there's something being there's something about being the most intelligent person in the room. You're just not gonna like you're what, not no gonna enjoy gonna your like time you? or you're not gonna enjoy your time with other people because you're going to think they're less than you. No. Yeah, you're going to be like these inferior beings. No, because if you're smart and you know everything, you know that that is going that to be a gonna toxic trait. The minute you say, and you know everything, I'm like, everyone's going to hate no, you. No, no, no. Because you don't, like, you, not everyone has to know that you know everything. You're so smart that you know how to, like, manipulate the scenarios. Okay, well, teach his own. Not, like, manipulate, but, like, you just know how to... I'm going to be a superstar in glory and you're going to be a big old nerd that no one likes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. To Give It To Me Straight, <laughs> where we answer all your burning questions. If you have any long-form questions that you guys want to email us, you could reach us at hello at giveittomestraightpodcast.com. I completely forgot to add the question segment to our Instagram this week. So if you're listening today, on Tuesday, go there and... It should be there today. <laughs> Give us more questions. Yeah. So this question, um, this was from a listener. She actually posted it and then took it down. And I guess she was saying she was kind of like nervous about it. So then she reposted it. So here we go. I'm more of a natural holistic person and I just got prescribed Adderall to help with my new job. My new job is more intense than my previous job. Medications really do scare me, but it's been working so well. Do you have any thoughts for or against I know you can't give medical advice technically, but any guidance would be helpful. I just wanted to reach out to an unbiased person. I think if you're 
primary care, if your doctor is prescribing you something, like I do think that sometimes it's important to question authority and be like, is there other things that I could do, like incorporate a healthy lifestyle, like lessen stress or whatever. But like, if it's working for you, trust them and take it. But Adderall is tough because it absolutely can be abused. Like, you know, if you're not prescribed Adderall or even if you are prescribed Adderall, you can absolutely abuse it. I think if you're nervous about it or you're questioning it, you should always get a second opinion. I mean, there's a plethora of doctors out there. And like you said, Al, you know, there's other ways of trying to counter the need for Adderall, I guess. I don't know. Some other like naturalistic, holistic approach. Right. And I don't think that there's a holistic approach to heal every single thing, you know. And again, like we're not doctors. I mean, John's a doctor. But... No, I'm not. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> but, I don't know shit. But like definitely do your research and get several opinions. Like if you're if you're nervous about taking a medication that you're not comfortable with, go get another opinion. But if you feel like it's working for you, then then great but just take your prescribed dosage. Also, don't be hard on yourself. Like, I hope you don't feel like lesser because you have to take a medication. Right. Or like, it's a norm. Like so many people are, are on Adderall. I mean, geez, half my friends are on it. More right. than half. And like, don't feel bad about it. Right. If it's a tool that's helping you, great. Just cool. always, always uh, talk to your doctors. <laughs> Not us. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two. My wife has wanted a dog for as long as I can remember. This year, she asked for a puppy for Christmas, but I'm not the biggest dog lover. Do I suck it up and get the dog for her? What if I don't learn to love the dog and end up regretting my decision? I don't know. That's tough. I mean, go ahead and ask the question, Al, because I answer the question because you want a second dog. <laughs> see, and I'm like, absolutely not. See, the thing is, like, I, I understand why we don't get a dog now. Like, we don't have we travel so much. Like, of course, I want another dog, but I, I know that it's not feasible however if like you guys have a fenced in backyard like you have a home that you can have a dog in and raise it well if your wife really wants it make it be your wife's responsibility you know what i mean like if this is something that you're really not 100 percent passionate about but i do feel like you might have a situation where it's like you know the stereotypical dads who are like we're not getting a dog this is your dog and then he ends up just being your bud and you'll love him and or you get the dog she doesn't take care of the dog and then you're constantly watching the dog well, taking care of the dog walking the dog feeding the but dog but that's where you have to have a serious conversation with your wife and be like if we're if we're getting this dog this is your responsibility because I feel like Christmas is I don't a, think that's the best approach. I think you have to at least go into it like it's not your responsibility, it's ours. Like you're adding something to your family. It's not gonna just be one person's job or the other. It it's gonna have to be like you have to go into it like knowing that you're gonna be participating in taking care of this animal. It's not just all gonna be on her. Whether she says it is or not, it's not going to be. Well, and that's a good point, because you know, if she's out doing something, can't make it home, what are you gonna say? Like, no, I'm not taking the dog out because it's your dog. But I do think that Christmas time is a big time for people to just buy puppies as a gift because it sounds like a good idea. And then after the holidays, all of the get shelters of are full of Christmas puppies because people those realize pieces that of shit out there. You're a piece of shit if you do that. Well, I mean, people don't think about the responsibilities of getting a dog. Like it's a big responsibility, and they're supposed to be your family members like when i adopted kobe he was a big piece of shit and i hated him <laughs> he was horrible but i was not gonna return him <laughs> i love that i got kobe during the good years he was I never he was never like terrible when yeah you I were like kobe's him. such a good dog i was like <laughs> now now he is he was horrible 
But I think going into having a uh, having a conversation, don't just buy your wife a puppy for Christmas. Again, it's a big commitment. So have a conversation. I think the main takeaway, though, is if you don't have a backyard, don't get a dog. Because I'm telling you right now, from my experience, I hate taking Kobe well, out like four times a day and walking him. A lot of work. And it's frigid out. But think about all the people who live in Manhattan. They're like, they have dogs. And yeah, you just walk your dog. Like it's the norm there. You don't have a backyard. But you know, so you don't have to have a backyard. You just have to know that it's going to be a little bit more effort. Especially, it's ra- raining. Going to bring them out again. Especially with a puppy because they have to pee every like two to three hours till their bladders grow. My buddy Diego, actually, he when he got a dog... Uh, he lived above me in the apartment complex. So it was like a small little rat looking dog. John, that's so rude. <laughs> and he had like a little pad, like a turf pad on his balcony. And he trained his dog to like pee and poop on the pad. But that's like, I don't like that either. That's gross. I would rather just walk my dog down and let them excrete elsewhere. <laughs> excrete? What does your grandmother say? I Alex's grandmother make make is for some reason it just grosses me right out. She's like her dog's name is Dakota. This thing is this massive like Bernie's mountain dog. Lights on. St. Bernard mix. Lights on. No one's home. This guy. A little dope dope. He's so sweet. And Grandma Tina would be like, all right, Dakota, go outside and make make for me. I'm like, (laughs) stop it right now. I think any like people have all different terms for when their dog shits. Like, I'm just going to say excrete from now on. It's not excreting. It's excreting is like the dog. You're like excreting an anal gland on a dog. I'm pretty sure excretion. Let me look this up. Yeah, it's the process of eliminating or expelling waste matter. Okay. Fine. I win. Fine. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's that's that. That's but, that. But, yep. pe- but no, I was going to say that people do have like weird terms for when their dogs like poop or pee. Make is the weirdest one. <laughs> but all right, that's all we got for you guys today. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys are loving our podcast, we would really appreciate a five-star review and a comment. Like, subscribe, email, email. send a if carrier you, pigeon. If you want to reach us, you could find us at hello at give it to me straight podcast. We're on Instagram at give it to me straight podcast. And we're on TikTok at give it to me straight. Thank you guys so much. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye.